I'm Sharon. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Sam. And we are the founders of the Tejanas and Film Collective, also known as TIFF. You're listening to the TIFF Voices podcast. This limited series is a discussion about the recent Netflix show, Selena the Series. TIFF is a collective that aims to empower Latina filmmakers who identify as Tejanas. We prioritize cultural identity and gender equality in our efforts to cultivate community and creativity, improve visibility, and increase our representation on screen and within the industry. A full transcript of this episode is available in the video description. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the last episode of TIFF Voices, the Selena, the series edition. Today, we're going to be talking about the last episode of the series, part one, uh, which is episode nine. And then we're going to move into just kind of our overall thoughts of the series so far and uh and just kind of have a general conversation after we talk about the episode so let's jump in where should we start episode nine the the finale season finale finale series okay yeah Yeah, i mean they're calling it part one but i mean i think just naturally we're all like well that's a season right yeah 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 (sighs) oh my god i still i love bill i know oh he's so Bill and Suzette. I am oh so. Oh my God. Bill and Suzette. That call he makes, it's like, okay, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that would have won over my dad. Like, my dad would have been like, you're going on a date with him. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to get married to him. Yep. That's <laughs> the one. That's the one. I don't want to deal with any other men. <laughs> I like yeah. that the second romance we can like latch on to because you know we get all giddy with the Chris and Selena yes. story and now to see you know Suzette and mm-hmm. Bill oh uh, yes I know yeah. especially because I'm such a Suzette stan now like I'm just like give me yeah. more Suzette and yeah. I, we haven't named her before uh the actor is Noemi Gonzalez um and I feel like a total jerk that I never like n- you know said who Suzette oh called it out yeah who yeah played Suzette because uh-huh. we about all these other people but like maybe it's just because she's doing such a great job as Suzette that we're just like Suzette yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah I felt like she was shining so bright at the like one of my praises for this episode is like her performance when she's realizing the Chris thing mm-hmm. um, and just I don't know like I just completely believe that character and am along for the ride for uh, for Noemi's performance yeah I feel like she is her performance is underrated and haven't really heard a lot about about her performance in all of the discussions about the series and I wonder if that might be because she's not necessarily a focus in the narrative but her performance and the performance of the Suzette kid are just like so stand out that it's impossible to talk about the series and not acknowledge that like they're so good well and it it is great to see yeah like you mentioned Sharon like another love interest and then also like see it tie back to Chris and Selena's and like that moment Mm -hmm. of them in the van where Suzette is like dreaming about Bill and uh, (laughs) Selena points out like how you know forbidden love right like are missing this person um, and Suzette acknowledging that or that's the time that she like acknowledges that Selena is like in love Mm -hmm. you know and like she now understands because she's going through like feeling the love also I mean I was you know when the series started I was like I wonder if they're gonna have the scene you know where Abraham gets mad at him and throws him off the bus and what how that's gonna play out and like it was very similar to how the movie happened and I was thinking about it and I was like man but there were a ton of people there so like there were you know like obviously it's like a real account so there will be similarities um but I did feel like this was maybe a little less intense than the movie and now I'm like comparing it to another piece but but it was just very like sad this time like watching it I I really felt for Selena and her mom really had to come like step in and pull her away and Mm -hmm. I just really felt a lot of like anger and sadness from Selena when you know the movie I I had a different reaction but I felt like that scene was like I I don't know it was sad but I I didn't get that intensity from the Abraham character as I did yeah 
Yeah. And I think it was like how they introduced it to us. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they, we had a filter because we see them get off the bus through this window of a diner through Mm -hmm. these two people looking out. And I thought that was an interesting choice. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they were kind of alluding to this like romance being in the public eye Mm. you know it was kind of a bummer with that because it took me out of like especially when we see Abraham's face you know after seeing like you know something Mm -hmm. is gonna happen and so you're expecting that but then it like goes into this diner and you're like wait what what's going on you know um so I I guess I was a little bummed by that but I felt like they the the writers were doing something more in that moment you know by by setting up that fight like that you know yeah I feel like I usually see that that being used in like a comedic sense where there's all of this chaos (laughs) happening outside and then there's this like calmness inside and that's there's a love that's funny and I think that might be why it kind of threw me off and I didn't get that level of like you're you you establish the tension but then it kind of breaks in that in the diner so was that was it a white couple or were they Latinos? It was a white couple. It was so, a white couple. And they I were think. like, is that Selena? Yeah. yeah. And with that, I was just like, wait, like, she's not quite in the mainstream yet. Like, are white people actually listening to her right now? Or to the point where they would recognize her, like, sitting in a diner yeah. through a window and be like, oh, yeah. look at Selena. Like, I just, I thought, it would, you know, like, it would make more sense if, like, a gente would, like, look out the window and it's like, oh, my gosh, it's Selena, you know? So it also threw me off that it was, like, this white couple. And according to the timeline, like, Como La Flor wasn't even out. So I was like, wait, why? Right. How do they know her? Well, I, I mean, there is that want when they're in Target or it looks like Target, right? Um, Suzette and Selena. Mm. And when her CD's out, her first album. And I think when the last CD gets taken, it's by a white girl, right? And Uh, the white store clerk comes out. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't, I mean, but, but that was our only instance to, to know that a white audience was, like listening mm-hmm. you know to her music but you're right like because we don't have much of a build-up to see that audience you know grow and her and just like expand yeah. um yeah it is kind of like yeah like oh wait this this white chick in a diner mm-hmm. in like a small texas diner knows yeah Especially because our perception of her audience is, you know, the people that we see as the extras at the performances and the big conversation is the crossover English album. So I think that there's like this overall thread of like the white people are the missing audience. And yet there are these moments like the high school, the diner, the store where there are these white people who are recognizing her or interacting with her in this way. And it's like, for me, it almost creates like a, I don't want to say tokenism, but like they're the only ones in their environment and they are like really trying hard to, man, now I'm getting like deeper into it. Like they're really trying hard to comply with like what the expectations are, right? So, you know, doing this English album what does that truly mean? I think in the beginning, we're like, well, that's what Selena wants to do. And she just, you know, wants to be a pop star. And that's what she's comfortable with. But like, truly, what does that mean in the in the eyes of the record label in the eyes of Abraham, right? So there's probably a lot more that goes into that, too. And, and I don't know, it's just interesting how these interactions with white people are. Yeah, I, I do wonder what what that was all about, especially because like, I stand by that before Como La Flor, there wasn't the, you know, the white audience wasn't consuming her stuff as much. I did feel though, like when I was watching it, when I was watching Abraham pull Chris out of the bus and like Selena um, was like kind of fighting it. I did feel in the series when I was watching, I felt like an intensity outside of the diner moment. And as y'all are talking about it and saying that it didn't feel very intense for y'all, like I'm realizing, I'm realizing why it felt intense to me. And it's more just that in like the movie, we see Selena like yelling back at her dad. She has a lot more authority. Mm -hmm. And like, I think what I was feeling in the series wasn't really intensity. It was more like helplessness because Mm -hmm. series has developed her as like really meek and helpless and like, Yeah. She really 
uh, I feel like she has no power at all in this situation yes. to even like talk back or, you know, really fight back. I mean, she's doing some struggling and some fighting there. That's a good point because in the movie, that is the moment where you're like, oh my gosh, she's like really stepping up to her dad right now. And that's the moment where you're like, oh my God, she's going to have to choose. Like, it's a moment. So, yeah, yeah that's for that's everyone. Like points. And she's like, you yep. always hated him. Yeah. In, in the movie, but, but in the series, she's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big moment. It's for everyone, right? Like Suzette talks back now and uh, AB talks back too. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like everyone's frustrated now at this yeah. point. But yeah. I, I was going to mention too about the white audience of Selena. Um, like even if there was a growing uh, white audience, like at least in Texas, because she's from here, I think there is this conflict of like this English crossover album, you know, for the people who are watching the series of wondering, well, yeah, like, because there's the whole series is based around that goal. And your first thought is so that she can reach that, like white audience, you know, and That's so true. if that wasn't so much of the goal, then I think seeing these like white people in these instances wouldn't be such a big deal. But because it's yeah, because the perform most of the performances, like I'm actually always looking at the extras to see if I do mm -hmm. see like white people there mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. understand if like her for her audience, to be honest, like I'm looking out for them and seeing like how much she's growing because it is following her as she's like getting big, you know. Yeah. Um, but you, you don't really see any white people in those. Um, I mean, maybe mixed race, but um, you're really not seeing like that general white American teenage girl mm -hmm. in her mm -hmm. show you know mm -hmm. that's so true it, it was a smart cliffhanger though like to end the the mm. season with that yes. like that is such a smart place to end because it's a huge shift in the dynamic like the father is like putting his mm -hmm. foot like down in the most severe way he has ever so mm -hmm. this is really going to change the relationship of everybody mm -hmm. and like as maybe on the nose as it might have been I love that they ended with ay 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 como me duele staring <laughs> out the window <laughs> I was like Yes, this is great. <laughs> so um, on those, but I mean, yeah. who hasn't had that thought? You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel yeah. like I would have thought that song at, during that scene, you know? And and yeah, the, I don't think in the movie, they don't just leave Chris in the middle of nowhere, right? Like, I don't think that happens in the movie. But because this, it just felt like, holy crap, they're just leaving him there. Yeah. Driving away. And it was just like this physical separation happening. And you're just like, there was so much helplessness. And it's like the season ends. Yeah. I think in the movie, he, um, they tell him to drive him some or that he said well you'll drive with us to the next place but after that you gotta go or something like that yeah um yeah but yeah that's that's crazy or you'll drive in the like following truck but... yeah but they like at this point they've like there are three big things of, that have gone on it's like chris jeopardizing the band he gets dropped off but then also like pete, pete has left the band and it's just like everything's just you know it's trouble in paradise i guess mm -hmm. yeah yeah i and and now also like Selena's gotten so big she needs a bodyguard yes I love the casting of David <laughs> the, her bodyguard oh my god like right when we like saw him from the bus I was like that could totally be like an uncle of mine yeah <laughs> it was so I, I feel like it. I had seen him before I was like oh is this a real person like yeah you, is that the actual David um but yeah that's that's where I was gonna kind of segue into is like now there's this overall theme of safety and there's you know throughout the course of the episode there are moments that are alluding to the things that the audience already knows and then you also see um you know her getting into you know this kind of altercation or, or whatever at the beginning so there's this theme of of safety and you're starting to see it from almost you know the parents point of view as well so you know, Marcella is bringing up concern. And then now Abraham is like, well, Chris is the threat to the band. Mm -hmm. And so, so there's just kind of like constant reminder that it's like threat after threat after threat. And then Suzette, yeah. you know, in, in kind of another kind of on the nose 
statement is like, you know, you don't want to see this all kind of crumble down now that we've finally got to the point where we're, I forget yeah. what the line was, but when she said it, I was like, yeah, that's exactly, you know, it's very on the nose, but also very much sums up what's what everyone is thinking you know why abraham got so mad why suzette got upset she didn't know before you know and it's an interesting i feel like that was an interesting choice also to end the series it's like all right we're setting up that she is now everything is in danger she's in danger the dynamic is in danger things are shifting in a way that is could potentially be negative so it's like stay tuned and see what happens even though we know what happens but like you know, there's there's definitely a lot of holes that need to be filled in from where she ends here and what ultimately ends up happening. Yeah, I feel like this episode definitely showcased that Selena is the band, right? Like mm-hmm. it, this is everything revolves around her um, and whether that means like person, like in her personal mm-hmm. life, it, it's going to affect everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and like, mm-hmm. you see that at the beginning with her, you know, um, in danger and everyone is focused on that. Um, but then also like, yeah, her love interest, like even when, um, AB like catches them up on the balcony at the hotel, um, I mean, he's obviously, that was right after he like learned from Pete that he was going to leave. So mm-hmm. I feel like he was venting his like negative energy a little bit <laughs> on yeah. Selena, yeah. you know, but it was just like, they have worked so hard. Like, I think they're all acknowledging that mm-hmm. and like they're, they can feel that they're like about to touch that star, you know, in the sky and don't want to fuck it up. And, and they have to like now look after Selena or, or know that whatever she's going to do is really like going to affect them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even AB says on one part, like he's like, you know, you can probably go do something else, but like, this is all I have. Like, Mm -hmm. so not only are they dependent on Selena, but like they have no other thing to fall Mm -hmm. back on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of sad too. Because yeah. I was like, I wonder if AB like regrets not. I mean, because like pro- music producers can produce multiple people, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, I wonder if he ever regretted not like jumping on, like doing more things, you know? Mm-hmm. Or going with time. Pete. Because Pete was yeah. like, I want you to be my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, you could totally do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it also seemed to like maybe it was that pressure from Abraham. Mm-hmm. you know, in, in writing that hit song. And yeah, which led me to another thing, like in comparison to the movie was, I think this whole time during the series, I was like, getting so mad at Abraham for just like putting all the pressure on AB, mm-hmm. like music wise. And I was like, well, he's a musician too. Like, why don't we ever see Abraham? Oh, involved because in the movie he's like mixing like he's a sound engineer at their performances and I was like yes like what what is his role Mm -hmm. when they're performing besides being the bus driver and then telling AB what to do (laughs) I want to say there was an earlier episode in the series where we did see him at the soundboard one time but like we don't see him as much hands-on other yeah. than the business, like making the deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being like the 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 manager, manager, and the bus driver, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he has like opinions. Like even when he's telling um, AB at the diner or when they're eating um, dinner or something, and he's like asking him like what songs are going to be on the album, and AB oh, has right. a metal mm-hmm. song or a mm-hmm. rockier song, and he's telling not to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I kind of wanted to. Yeah, I. I don't hopefully in part two we'll see more of it but maybe not I guess because now they'll be getting bigger and be involved as much so yeah that's true um I want to talk a little bit about the aspect of like you know we were talking about how Abraham is putting so much pressure on Selena and how she is you know the the band and all of that and I feel like the more that this progressed and the more that you know we talk about it the more I'm starting to feel like that that power dynamic just very uncomfortable like you know if you think about how you know women's bodies are so policed 
that, you know, now is a time in her life where she is, you know, starting to bring in love and other people into her life and starting to make these decisions. But he continues to keep her from doing that because it's going to quote unquote hurt the band. But ultimately, like, she's not able to make her own decisions at all. She has very little autonomy. And so everything that she has to be, every move that she makes, she has to be thinking about how is this going to be affecting, you know, my family. And granted, we all have those thoughts, right? We all have, you know, whatever. But it's just the more that I'm, I'm seeing, and maybe it's because it's not just a movie and it's because it is a series and we're kind of diving deep into it. I'm just like constantly reminded about how she's almost like, and this is extreme, but like held captive, you know, under, under him. And I, I wonder, you know, how much, of I wonder if Selena was still alive what her take on this would be and we go back to Abraham doing everything that he can never stop do everything for the family everything for the band and I'm not sure if that's the the most accurate rapper considering there's a whole human there that is being essentially controlled by this person and you know, she didn't really have a say about going into music or anything like that. So, you know, her, so yeah, I I don't know. I, I guess it's hard for me to kind of like articulate more than that, but I think I'm just getting like more and more of these vibes of like, wow, she just like has zero options, Mm -hmm. zero choices. And this episode in particular was kind of the highlight of like, okay, now she's of age to be making decisions. And he's just continually like making sure that she doesn't. Yeah. And I feel like it gives it this very like just somber feel to the Selena we see in the series. Like, uh, you know, I talked about meekness and like uh, just having this gentle helplessness and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I've always seen Selena as this very like strong, fierce presence. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because watching season one, I'm just like, oh, you know, there was so much sadness actually Mm -hmm. like I just see her more as a sad person and not that charismatic person Mm -hmm. that we get and it doesn't mean that you know they didn't tell the story right I think that maybe they're telling a more accurate story because we're now getting to see behind the curtain a little more Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah I feel like my my feelings of Selena right now are her as a sad a sad story like yeah. well I mean she has a tragic story she it is a sad story outside of the series but I think you know just who the the character that they've established here I'm just like damn this is sad and she hasn't even met her tragic fate yeah I would be I'm so looking forward to like part two and potentially seeing Christian set off those like really step into the role because mm-hmm. you made that point Sharon earlier in our episodes of like you know maybe we're perceiving them as the older version when they are their younger version. And like, if she's able to make that growth as an actor uh, along with the character, I think that'll be like redemption essentially. Like uh, that, that would put me definitely in the, the camp of like, okay, well that was an intentional choice, um, you know, to, to move her from her adolescence into her adulthood where she is stepping into her power and taking control. Cause right now, I mean, we haven't even seen her really do like the fashion stuff and you know, the stuff that really made her like, you know, I don't want to say mainstream, but like all of those decisions that she was eventually able to make for herself. Yeah. She's not quite the boss. Yeah. 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 Although she very much is like this, very important peg or yes uh, yeah um, and it's it's crazy uh y'all brought uh, chelsea i think you you brought up the conversation about the dad the dad's having with ab about the songs that should be on the album um and like he's totally wrong in his opinion on on that part because like he's like no it has to be this and it's like man if he would have just let ab like they could have gone fast track to Mm -hmm. success um Mm -hmm. But also, like, not only is he wrong about that, but also the what Sam was talking about, the him thinking that Chris is the threat to the family. So mm-hmm. I feel like in this episode, it was just like, from our audience perspective, it was like, oh my gosh, we are seeing how 
Abraham is just so wrong in yeah. a lot of what he's thinking. His yeah. intentions, I guess, are are right, but he his way of approaching them is just completely wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he need to control is creating blind spots. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he, I think this episode also sort of showed that Abraham's family is not first. It is the music because mm-hmm. when selena is in danger at the concert mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. like abraham kind of like just goes on like nothing happened yeah he and downplayed it's it like crazy. yeah he totally did i'm like wait what like this is your daughter who's leading this band mm-hmm. like how are you how did you not get upset from that and why aren't you going to do anything about it you yeah. know yep. like if marcella had just like been quiet like would they have gotten a bodyguard you know like would there have been some action could things have gotten worse and so that made me think like that it was just about the music and like trying to get Mm -hmm. you know that golden out that platinum album you know and Mm -hmm. he was just going to keep going like just that drive in a way to just try to get that that gold you know Mm -hmm. um even if it risks you know puts everyone at risk you know Mm -hmm. yeah that I felt that that too like when they were having that conversation with Marcella it felt so real because I've heard this conversation before in, in in multiple ways right where it's like the woman is bringing up a very legitimate fear from the woman's perspective you know when we are in danger it's a different type of in, in, in danger whereas abraham is like oh i'm used to being in these venues that guy was just drunk blah 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 yeah. but to him his interaction with the drunk man will go there's multiple things that could happen right with women it's a totally different thing and that type of trauma that type of you know um interaction with drunk men like that is not something that you can take lightly especially when you're just traveling the country and you know and you're in the limelight so his downplaying of that for me felt so spot on in terms of like the machismo aspect of it um yeah and the fact that like you know that point that you brought up is like it's about the music like that is so spot on that was on point sam i'm just like snapping (laughs) there was another awkward uh conversation that happens after that fight the 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 bar fight that i was just like wait we didn't even really need this scene here but um they're talking about i guess they're talking about the fight but it's the band they're all sitting on a couch or something and this one dude who we haven't really seen a whole lot of him um but he's he keeps saying like even the women were fighting it was like the gorgeous oh, women yeah. wrestling and all that stuff and i was just like uh what like even yeah. the women were fighting like women fight and i couldn't tell but like it seemed like christian sarato's i was gonna say character selena <laughs> Selena, <laughs> um like looks over at the guy and i'm like wait is she throwing him shade for him yeah she's like <laughs> disgusted at the fact that he's like yeah, it's almost like a kinky thing. Know. Like, ooh, I want to see women fighting. That was the vibe that I got, and I th- I got kind it's of like so disgust weird. from her. Yeah, she was like, the yeah. hell? but yeah. I, I, it was like so subtle to where I was just like, wait, is this scene about like, are they addressing that this what this guy is saying is kind of stupid, like, or or am I just perceiving that she's throwing him shit? Because I, I couldn't tell what I was supposed to get out of that scene. Because like even after he's like oh yeah, like AB, you, you, the song you write can, you will, will make the women fight. Like he, they like, oh yeah. And again yeah. with that same thing. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure what they're doing here, but if, if she is throwing up shade and Su- I think even Suzette, I was like, wait, am I getting vibes from Suzette that they're both like annoyed by this? Cause I was definitely annoyed by those statements, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, that might've been just another um, reinforcement of how like the women's experience is totally different in those kinds of yeah. environments, you know? It's like, I couldn't tell. Like, I just, yeah, that was an awkward scene. Like, was it oversight from the writers and the directors? Oh, or was it an intentional statement they were trying to make? It was an odd way of like bringing it back to like, okay, now here's the man talking about the fight and like that being the thing. But, um, I, I mean, I, I'm remembering now that that's that's a conversation that they have about the frequencies, right? Where he's like, it's frequencies gets people dancing. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. AB mentions. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. There are so many great Ricky moments too in this episode. He's great. Yeah. I love the like Japanese blue rose a statement to him talking about that and just eating the fried chicken. Yeah. And- <laughs> He's all put your pants on. <laughs> yeah. Or the reason why you've come up with songs in the showers because the warm water mm-hmm. like allows you to relax. <laughs> He's like- a great supporting character. I like he him. He is. Yeah. I-, I-, I put a heart, the shower scene explained by Ricky in my notes. <laughs> Just another, I have a friend who has this theory or maybe like a way to measure whether he wants to keep watching a film or not, like at a film festival or whatever. He, he's like, every art film I watch or any film festival film I watch has someone either taking a shower or like someone naked or and he's got like his criteria yeah yeah criteria. he's like um he came over to the house actually and was like all right we're, we were gonna watch Roma and he was like if there is a shower scene I'm leaving <laughs> and, and like just a few minutes in I think or I don't remember but sure enough the shower scene was there yeah. and it was just funny to like watch this shower scene explained uh in the series because I, I just it yeah. reminded me of that that first when I saw the shower, I was like, oh, that is something that gets done a lot, huh? Yeah. But then it was like justified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's an explanation. And turned into like a comedic moment. So I, I appreciated that that part. Um, yeah, but it was also too, like with AB in the shower thinking about Selena. I don't know how you guys took it in that scene, but like it was making me realize that AB was understanding that like she wasn't she wasn't little anymore you know that she was growing up yeah because he's definitely he in in the middle of all his pressure like is very empathetic because he is one of the siblings and Mm -hmm. yeah you know has gone through the emotions that they had to and is now a family man and Yeah. yeah I mean he even tells Suzette like she's an adult she's she can live her life yeah. Did you guys know that the actor who plays um, Abraham is from San Antonio? Oh, really? I didn't oh, know. That. Yeah. He is Ricardo so Shavira. Shavira. Mm-hmm. He um he also went to the University of the Incarnate Word. UIW. Yeah. Where did he go to high school? I am like not the quintessential sure. San Antonio question. Yeah. I, right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he did a really good job, like in this series, you know, because I Me mean, too. if he if he was not a good actor, like I think this series could have really failed, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. it really did. It really was on his shoulders to kind of allow you to continue watching, you know. I mean, it was Abraham's perspective too, you know, being the one of the executive producers. I just feel like Edward James almost was awesome, right? But he yeah. was more of this like feel good version of Abraham. And I feel like the series just didn't make him as as feel good. You know, he was just like, this is him. I felt like there was a lot of comic relief that was put into mm-hmm. Edward James, almost his character, mm-hmm. which, you know, I totally appreciated. But um, yeah, this, um, uh, what was the actor's name for this one? Ricardo. Ricardo, yeah. Like Ricardo didn't have like, um that comedic relief to to fall back on for a lot of his stuff mm-hmm. and so it was just I feel like he is a more intense Abraham than in the in the movie oh yeah totally mm-hmm. I mean there's so many moments I'm laughing so hard because of the Edward James yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> acting you know and just like and and just little little moments of like you know when Selena takes off her jacket and he realizes yeah. she's wearing a, uh what did he call it yeah and he even celebrates with them on a scene like I was like whoa like in the series we never see him celebrate he never allows it mm-hmm. yeah. and like here yeah. he was like they were all hugging and jumping in a circle in the movie <laughs> I was just like yeah we're it's not that's not the Abraham over here yeah Um, yeah that makes it uh, that's really interesting too because then it is like was this the real Abraham you know like especially if Suzette and AB are involved with this I mean is that really how they saw him you know as just this kind of ruler you know over Mm -hmm. them 
Yeah, that's true. Because honestly, if I was Abraham Quintanilla, I'd be like, yes, I want Edward James almost to play me. And you know what I mean? Like, and tell jokes. Yeah. yeah. Like what his perception of myself, you know what I mean? But I, I think I appreciate that. I appreciate that he is a, in the series, that he is more stern because then it's allowing us to kind of feel that dynamic a bit more you know he's like really like he maintains his power through that type of like stoicism um and and that's keeping that consistent has been important I think Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. what what do you guys think about like him being the person that oh my god I totally forgot the woman who killed Yolanda. Yolanda. Yeah, Yolanda. Like him being that person who like hires her, you know. Mm, yeah. As mm. a spark of it. That's yeah. interesting. I wonder if that's actually how it went down. But I mean, honestly, like that's one of those things where I'm sure a parent would beat them up over like if I had never brought her into, you know, our sphere. But that's one of those things where it's like no one could have ever known that that would have happened, mm-hmm. you know, right. and it's and they needed the help yeah and there would have been no other way for anyone to like anyone to run the fan club would have had to go through the same steps right Mm -hmm. like so they would have touched everyone so despite that like yeah that it's it's shitty and i'm sure that that's something that was thought about like if i hadn't done this then you know but Mm -hmm. but it was a straight up accident you know It'd be different if she had like a history, but that right. they had known about. But what a difficult scene for this family to have to write, you know, or like to have to be advising on or like figure out how they're going to frame it. And, and just, I don't know. I mean, I've heard different accounts of like how Yolanda came into the picture. And even when I was watching it, I was like, wait, I thought. I thought I had heard that Suzette uh, and Yolanda had been friends and like uh-huh. Suzette had brought her in because like she trusted her. But then I, I looked it up and I and it seemed like she had like left like 15 voice messages or something uh, to AB, but AB just kept brushing her off. And then I guess at some point, like they had to just listen. I don't know. So, you know, I don't know what what is the factual way that she came in yeah but and whether you know I wonder if in in figuring out how they were going to tell this part of the story they just ended up landing on like let's you know show the dad um just you know casually handing over this card I don't know yeah because it did feel very much one of those things where it's like we just got to do it it's just got to happen like Suzette don't make a big deal about it just do it just make it you know it's like one of those administrative things almost so well and remember the the it was the record company that told them they needed to get someone to deal with Mm. the fans right you know Suzette she definitely you know like no one's getting past her without first some kind of you can tell she has her doubts she's like wait so you're or I don't know did y'all get that in at her asking like wait so you're doing this for free Mm yeah that's her being like why the hell would you do this for free or is it like I just want to make sure you're going to do this for free. Um, no, it sounded like, why would you sign up? Like, from my perspective, I was like, because then she follows up with, you know, you're going to have to be doing this. It's a lot. Like, you're really going to do this for free? Like, are you sure? It wasn't like, I'm trying to convince you to do this for free. You know? Right. Yeah. It was her almost seeing that. It's yeah. like, I'm skeptical, but. Yeah. And, and you know, the character of Yolanda in the series she knows the magic words to respond with right like how many times has someone been like come on like do it for the you know for the movement for mm-hmm. for yeah. the betterment of of pocs and mm-hmm. and convinced you to do something for that um mm-hmm. i mean and and i guess made their case by saying that yeah yeah she's yeah i mean she said all of the things that would solidify okay well this is the person that we want on our side she does represent the fans you know it seems weird though to me that you like she seemed already busy Uh, like Suzette's calling her at a clinic or a hospital like wherever she's at yeah Yeah, i think that that's I think that's why I think that's why the whole like, are you sure you would do this for free thing came up? Yeah. You know, because it's almost like, like what's in it for you? Yeah. It's almost like what the underlying statement is there is like, what's in it for you? 
Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, like Suzette, I don't know, if I was Suzette, I'd be skeptical of, like, even if she could do the job because she has, she's a nurse. Yeah, yeah. And then she lists off all the duties, like, you're going to have to do this and this, you know, like, and it sounds like a lot. And how does this person, like, Mm -hmm. how would they actually be able to manage all that with working a a full, a crazy job, you know? Why is the number on the business card, the number to her workplace and not the number to her house? You know, (laughs) it's not cell phone days, but like, why, Yeah. why is that? Or is that just an oversight again? Um, It might be one of those things where it's like, we just got to get the point across that she's contact, you know, I mean, honestly, it was probably scribbled. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably just scribbled on a napkin somewhere in real life or so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, send me a beeper or, you know, call my beeper. I'll call you. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move away from like, uh, just the episode itself and into like broader stuff, I do want to point out that a scene that I appreciated was in there was the, the Tu Que Creyes performance where like Selena usually calls someone to the stage and like, you know, sings to the person as if they were her ex. I thought that was really awesome. And it made me just really wish that that had been in the movie because I would have loved to have seen JLo's take on that. Yeah. Um, Because again, like I just, I didn't feel the fierceness that I get from Selena when she does that on on videos and stuff and archival footage. Um, And so I was just like, damn, like that was a missed opportunity for the movie to have. Yeah, for sure. Because you just see men like, cower and like get super bashful yeah and like these like norteño machista looking men of course i'm totally stereotyping whoever i've seen in the video or making assumptions <laughs> about whoever i've seen in the video but you just yeah. see them like get giddy and like yeah kind of shrink and so <laughs> i just i didn't quite get that in in the series performance um yeah but this yeah that performance was like I know you've talked about this um Sharon and kind of criticizing the Selena the performer you know and not getting a lot of it in the series when I went back to watch the Selena movie um when I went to amazon.com like uh, a JLo documentary came up and I just suddenly like started watching that and got sidetracked but it like gave me perspective because I was like and I haven't even finished that documentary because I was like, we got work to do. But <laughs> when I was watching that documentary, I was like, oh, like this is what it is, is that JLo has her own story as a performer. Like mm-hmm, she's a mm-hmm. dancer, you know, she she's a singer, she's a dancer. She And when I went to w- finally watch the Selena movie, I was like, she's not just acting here. Like she is performing mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. from her heart and like, some of the some of those performances in the in the movie, um, I think I wrote one of them down. Just like totally freaking moved me because you could tell that like you could see the pain and what mm-hmm. she's thinking. I think it's I could fall in love with you when she's oh. just doing that in the studio. Yeah, like she's not studio. even dancing, mm-hmm. and like I was just like, whoa! I can see you singing about this as if it is happening to you in real time. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not getting that from Christian at all. Um, it With Christian, it, it really feels like she's acting a performance out instead of like, she is performing. She's like breathing in and letting it out with like, you know, blood, sweat and tears. But yeah, yeah I think that maybe it's because JLo, like, I mean, she's trained herself in all of that mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. So she was just like the power uh, triple threat to, to do it all. Absolutely. Um, Especially being a dancer, having dance in her background, like being so aware of your body, how it's moving, when it's moving is like, so I I think that, you know, we take that for granted as audience members, like, okay, we saw this great performance. We don't even have to revisit it and think about it because she is performing so well. And it takes something like this where we're like, Hey, let's break this down a little bit and think about it. But you're, I mean, that's exactly right. Like acting a performance versus actually performing Mm -hmm. is two totally different things. And cause she actually sings, uh, the, the slow Como La Flor intro, uh, at the Monterrey concert where the stage collapses Mm -hmm. in the movie. Like that's JLo actually singing that intro. Um, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, how did they slow it down? Yeah. 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 Um, But also like, I don't know if this is a JLo thing or if it was like a directing uh, choice from Gregory Nava, but like, um, I feel like we are never told what a good entertainer she is, or maybe one time someone says it. Um, But like the movie starts with this breathtaking performance. Like the audience is put into a concert from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So it establishes like, look at this superstar performer. Yeah. And now we're going to tell her story, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the series, it was like, you know, here's this person who's afraid of something mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Behind the glass too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it, we're relying on people just saying like, oh, she's so captivating. She's so entertaining. But we never get these like just performances that we're mm-hmm. getting in the movie. Um, but like, I mean, even in the JLo documentary where it, uh, it starts with her, like, uh, at accepting her star at the Hollywood Walk of Fame mm-hmm. and she, she, uh, thanks Gregory Nava and is like, thank you for believing in me. Nobody wanted me to play Selena. And, um, you know, there was a lot of controversy when she was mm-hmm. going to be cast for it. So I'm like, are we, I mean, I don't remember being against her being Selena, but I do wonder, like, are we saying this now that we've had years of it, of her, and like, are we just fell in love with the actor, or you know, like, years from now, are we going to look back at Christian and be like, oh yeah, she was totally perfect when the next Selena, you know, adaptation Iteration happens? Or, yeah. You know, I I wonder, but um, I don't know. J Lo really was just perfect in so many ways for oh yeah she killed it I mean it was it was great I mean I I do remember there being conversation about you know her being Puerto Rican and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. um but I and I feel like there's always going to be criticism of an actor portraying another performer because it's like oh you didn't get this right you didn't get that right but that's hard like how can you not do that you know like it's impossible to put them side by side and not pick it apart and so I don't know I mean that's an interesting thought like what the next adaptation of Selena would be if it was from like a fan perspective or like if Chris were able to make his own like what what that would look like because I mean she is such a multifaceted performer and there's only so much that you can do when it's filtered through this game of telephone and other people's experiences and perceptions of her but also you see her in the movie you see her connecting with her audience like i've been complaining about like (laughs) yeah Yeah. don't get banter whatever um although we finally got banter uh in the uh, series part um but like in the movie we um she's like dancing with kids in one scene Mm -hmm. she like reaches out and is like grabbing the audience like she's just it's it's so oh when we open the film she before we even see her perform she walks out into the astrodome she walks out and she's saying hi to her audience as she's walking to the stage and it's just people going wild for her right so and like we don't, we're not getting that. And maybe it's because she's not established yet, but that, that the audience isn't going wild, but at least we see Selena connecting constantly, waving hello, pulling, dancing. Um, Well, even in um, the, um, later on in the movie, um, the performance where they're in, in Monterey, right? And the, the crowd gets, um, pushes the stage and the stage starts coming apart. Like even that whole moment of her telling them to like, you know, and they all go quiet, you know, and she's looking at the audience and yeah, just like really connecting with them. And and that was kind of early on, you know, in her career there. So yeah, yeah. I I hope, you know, let's see if she, you know, if there's more of that in part two of the series, you know, as she's like growing, as she's getting bigger and, I don't know. I would hope to see more like dancing too of her mm-hmm. or, or like practicing dancing, you know, or watching it or something, you know, like something to see her be inspired by um, like stage performance, you mm-hmm. know? And I want to see her charm the press too. Because yeah. right now, even like with the moments with Johnny Canales, I feel like she's more like um, getting kind of like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like kind of like, mm. 
with with like you know the, <laughs> the, the whole like not knowing Spanish part but like in the movie you see her just she's like I have an idea and she charms the press and she's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so hopefully we do see some of that in season two like her yeah getting on her feet and be like you know what i've learned how to how to handle work this situation this. yeah or something yeah to work it um work it i don't know if we've already mentioned like overall series feeling i i would like to say i mean i what is a little sad about this is that because the first episode was just really hard to watch um I feel like it has stopped a lot of people from continuing on and I think it does get better along in the season um or if it doesn't get better you start accepting things a little bit more for like what it is (laughs) Uh you know um especially the little the cheesy music is really annoying Mm -hmm. me now they're like you know um but uh but I am you know I guess I like overall it's interesting to see points but I I guess I'm not like hooked like a like a tv show like drama you know where there's a a storyline and I don't know what's going to happen so I want to keep watching Mm -hmm. like I don't feel that with this series but I do, I am interested in all of the little pieces. I mean, mainly because we know what's going to happen, right, at yeah. the end. Um, but I'm just watching it to see, like, yeah, all the family dynamics and see what we don't, we what we haven't seen, like, in the movie and think about, you know, like, what happened in real life a little bit more, you know. But other than that, it's not, um, it's not drawing me in, like, a drama series you know like Queen's Gambit I'm like I keep watching you know (laughs) like I don't know what's gonna happen I want to follow this character yeah you know but I do wonder what people who like don't know much about Selena like Mm -hmm. what they think and if they made it past the first episode and Mm -hmm. if they're excited about part two Mm -hmm. yeah I wonder if any of our listeners (laughs) yeah let us know meet that meet that uh description yeah Mm -hmm. I think for me overall I kind of felt obligated to watch right like I'm like I'm such a fan and I have to watch this and have to be on board and have to accept it after a while but like I'm interested to know why it it's set up in two parts because there were moments of the series where I was just like why do we got to get into this? But like, this is not that interesting, you know, but I'm like, did it, was it necessary for us to stretch it this way? You know, like I, I, I probably could have done with nine episodes of her life and then been okay, you know, cause I was okay with the movie and, you know, and that was done really well. So I don't know, tighter for me probably would have helped me get along this better, but I think I'm in the same boat as you, Chelsea, in terms of like, there's nothing that's really keeping me like, oh, I want to watch the next one. I want to watch the next one. It was like, all right, I got to watch these two episodes for the, you know, for our podcast. And then I'll like (laughs) wait until the next one, you know? So, you know, it's been fun to kind of, you know, think about my perception of who Selena was and all of the influences that have gone into like the way that I'm viewing this um, including the, the, you know, the film that was made, but I think overall, I'm just kind of like, mm, disappointed in the way that Selena was portrayed and was looking for kind of an empowering, you know, chingona view of Selena. And like, maybe that wasn't who she really was, but, um, you know, I feel like as a fan and knowing many of her fans that that's kind of how we see her, you know, and people say like she would have been the Beyonce or she is the Beyonce of her time. You know what I mean? Like I, I need it. I need more powerful Selena and I'm just not getting that now. And if we're in part one and I'm not getting that now why should I watch the second part? You know, I mean, I'm going to because I'm (laughs) obligated to, and I need to see how this plays out. But, um, but I could, I could totally understand that there are some fans out there who are either apprehensive of watching or didn't watch past the first couple of episodes. Cause it's like, let me just preserve what I cherish about her. And she means 
many different things to many different people. So, so yeah, I think overall I'm just kind of like didn't hit the mark for me necessarily. Um, and I do think that it's important for us to keep these conversations, um, going because there's a lot of folks who are like, well, you know, it's Latinos are finally getting their, their due and there's more stories of us on, on um or in in the public view and mainstream and all this and like yeah absolutely that's definitely part of that but the bigger conversation i think or that's one piece of a bigger conversation and another piece of that bigger conversation is that we've got to look at the same at, at media and with the same type of criticism and i right like mm-hmm. we've got to make sure that we're talking about this in a way that is um you know even across the board so i'm the fact that it was in netflix's hands means that there could have been more that went into it right mm-hmm. um we all have we all see other netflix shows with like hella budgets so yeah so come on netflix but yeah so that's just kind of where I'm at but I'm really excited that it like let me celebrate her more again you know what I mean yeah so yeah that's that <laughs> not as articulate as like probably others but uh it's yeah. real yeah there you go <laughs> well, I, I, talk. Bad, but I actually don't even have an answer for it I mean like that's uh, super- my my biggest takeaway was definitely like I I'm so happy that we got to see all this uh, Latino talent Latinx mm-hmm. talent on screen. Yes, we got introduced to through this, yeah. or like we got to see another side of someone that we have been have had the chance to see through other shows. Yeah. So um, I I'm excited about that because you know who else is giving these opportunities mm-hmm. for them to play such major roles yeah that's um, so true and then all latino cast you know like in in the spotlight, for the extras right? the extras yeah or the featured extras are white right but it's majority yeah latino faces you know on yeah. screen majority of the time you know i didn't realize though because it totally felt like in as i was watching the show it felt like that was more the feel-good um like close to sitcom I think one of y'all had mentioned like kind of that sitcom feel but then when I went back to watch the movie I was like wait the movie is so feel good and the and actually the series is making me very sad like it's not empowering like Sam said it's just like sad um something that was crazy just in comparing the the movie to the series is that like in the movie the English album was suddenly an idea that one of the suits had like mm-hmm. one of the people like they're watching her perform they're like uh-huh. how would y'all feel about a crossover mm-hmm. album and yeah. it's you know it's their idea and Avi's like you know we've been ready I mean Abraham's like we've been ready for a long time but that's the only time that there's this idea that the entire series revolves around where it's like no we wanted the English album and um and like we just were not given we were not allowed the the opportunity to do it, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like that version, the series version, like I feel like maybe that is more the truth, you know. Like yeah. I can I can believe that a lot more, um, you know, as a Latina creator, it just I identify with that story so much. Even AB's character in the movie is more of just like this. Um, what is he? he's I don't know he's just kind of like this funny featured sidekick kind of almost mm-hmm. and like this I love that the series really rounded him out as a character mm-hmm. it was like yep you know we I mean of course at the expense of not being able to see Selena in the series um but like I thought it was really great that we actually got to see the multi-dimensional A.B. Quintanilla and like you said the writing process the pressure he had the the reasons why it was so much pressure and Mm -hmm. I yeah I thought that was really strong and we got more Suzette I guess that that was a good point (laughs) and more importantly Bill (laughs) Bill Bill is 
Bill gets the um, most underrated award. Just give standout him star. <laughs> standout star of the Selena series is Bill. It, uh, yeah, it's only because we saw his uh, IMDb photo without his shirt on. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Man, there were there was a lot of really great Latino talent in this show that you know my IMDb would have never gotten there had they not had this you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. so you're you make a good point in that Sharon and so many of them were like they were very good (laughs) very good but even like Pita Studio is in all the dancing scenes there and yeah um, we never never get into his story you know so I'm so happy like I mentioned from the beginning, like wanting to know more about him. And, and yeah, you had said that in our first episode. Mm-hmm. You were like, I really hope I get to know more about Pete. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they would have just had Pete Studio play himself, we wouldn't have been able to go into that depth. But like, it was so awesome to see Spooky from On My Block, like play him in this really, um, I guess, a little more in depth way than the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think too, like our um, love for Suzette is also showcasing how we want like these powerful female characters, mm-hmm. you know, in the yes. series. And we're not getting it from Selena, even though it's called Selena the <laughs> series, you know. So it's it's a it's a little frustrating, you know. Um, but hopefully people, I mean, yeah, like hopefully studios and Netflix will see, you know, that we need more strong Latina women front and center, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think the, what I take away from a lot of the criticism in, you know, the fact that Selena isn't so highlighted here is that exactly that, right? Like we want this, this is such a thirst for you know, for audiences, like, give it to us. We want it. We're here. We're telling you, come on, Netflix, just like yeah. do it. And thank you, Suzette, for yeah. bringing this at least here, like in its first iteration or in this iteration, like, I don't know, I would definitely call it a win if I were Suzette, you know, like mm-hmm. there's all this criticism about it. And, you know, for me, like I said, it, it missed the mark for me as a fan, but ultimately, like, there are so many great things that came out of it, and I have such an appreciation for, for Suzette and, you know, having to relive all this shit again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not to mention, it gives us, like, uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to even have this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, like, when do we as Latinas have a something, like, um out in the zeitgeist that we can all get together and talk about and make how many episodes have we made of this podcast Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not very often and so just grateful for any opportunity for that to happen um oh well um we were talking about the latinx cast like you know with the with the movie it just seemed like there was this big wave of of like latinx coming up in cinema so when they were casting there were already stars well, mm. was Jayla a star already? I, I mean, she kind of was, right? Like, not superstar status. I think yeah. she, was, she was definitely already singing, but not like superstar. And yeah, so I guess the film did catapult her. But like we had Edward James Olmos. We yeah. had Lupe Ontiveros. Like they were, there were stars they could cast at the time. And so you would think that like that would have just kept this, this like momentum going. But here we are, what, 20, I don't know, however many years later, And there were no stars, like superstars cast in this, you know? Um, So it's just, it, you know, it's kind of a a sucky, like, uh, statement on the state of affairs and like how we haven't made a whole lot of progress for a reason um, in Latinx, like, uh, cinema. Let's say, you know, yeah, Latinx, because I'm like, talking about Latino cinema in the U.S., you know, mm-hmm. um, not, not, you know, amazing Mexican cinema or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting that, you know, we didn't get to keep having that ride. So hopefully, you know, this does catapult all these actors into like yeah. a rising wave mm-hmm. that can hopefully last longer than, than, yeah the previous one I want to say Constance Marie might have already been on the rise as well uh who played Marcel oh yeah 
mm -hmm. um, back then. But I'm curious to see the Yolanda character too. Like, uh, I feel like that's another like big role to fill, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Very complicated character to play. Um, and, uh, you know, Lupe Ontiveros, like, really, I mean, she was fantastic. And I don't even know how to talk about this role because it, it is such a like messed up role, but um, but yeah, yeah, what's gonna happen to this actor? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. but and like yeah, what um, is the series gonna go get more intense? You know, it's I feel like it's been so lighthearted this season, um, but things get real, you know, after this. Mm -hmm. So like, are they gonna continue that sort of lighthearted? Um, storytelling approach or is is it going to get dramatic now you know because yeah, there's a lot at play now and yeah it's going to be moving yeah so maybe we're going to finally get our like queen's gambit <laughs> thing that's going to keep pulling us in you know some cliffhangers yeah exactly <laughs> all right are we good did we yeah I, yeah i think uh we just have to go do the episode nine karaoke. So thanks everybody for listening to the first few episodes of the, or I guess part one of the TIFF voices, the Selena series edition. Um, we want to hear your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Thanks for following us along as we went on this journey with you. And, uh, Stay safe.